When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Pizza Friday. DJ LeMahieu is back edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Eagle has landed. DJ LeMahieu is going to be back in the Bronx for not four, not five, but six years at an average annual value that allows the Yankees to pay pretty much everybody else they want to. This is a best case scenario after two and a half months of the worst nonsense you've ever heard. We're going to break down the deal. We're going to break down what it means. We're going to give you the competing offers. We are going to take you through the entire process. If this offseason was a roller coaster and you were stuck at the top since October 10th, we're going down the goddamn hill, baby. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Let the five-star reviews flow like the ancient rivers of Babylon. And a mailbag question. Thomas, happy Pizza Friday to you, sir. Woo! Thank you, my friend. Uh, I think if you're in the New York, New Jersey area today uh, and you're ordering a pizza, you uh, you got to ask for the DJ LeMahieu discount. I'm pretty sure they're going to be offering something, whether it's the 10 to 20% range. 
Um, if they're not, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're trying, why they're not trying to capitalize on this. This is a great business opportunity for everybody. Um, and if you're a Yankee fan and you're upset with this, I, I want you to call me. I'll give you my personal phone number because this settles every single thing, every conflict that fans were arguing about for months on end. How much is he going to cost? How many years is it going to be? Well, guess what? We got him for the maximum amount of years and a great AAV. Six years, $90 million. He'll be making $15 million a year, not hamstringing us in the short term or the long term. If you're worried about paying DJ LeMahieu $15 million six years from now, then your priorities are so out of whack. You probably need to see a therapist, maybe an accountant, figure things out, get your life in order. But this is the best case scenario for every single Yankee fan. And I'm proud of the Yankees, and I'm very happy with Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner right now. Um, upsetting that it took this long because we saw a few other guys go off the market that we probably could have used, but there's still some fish out there that we can certainly catch. And I think they got to start getting the wheels churning now because these few additions before spring training starts are, are really going to be huge and kind of dictate how the 2021 season is going to go. This changes absolutely everything. Uh, obviously the roster is objectively worse without DJ LeMahieu on it as we discussed uh, in what felt like 35 years worth of podcast, but was actually two and a half months or so, there are other alternatives. Sure, they're just all yeah. worse. Um, they involve you know, a, a stopgap shortstop or hoping and praying for Trevor Story next year or paying twice for Trevor Story in trade assets and money. There are all sorts of less palatable options than just signing DJ LeMahieu. And even that conversation where we talked about all the alternatives was predicated on the idea that they would have to overpay for LeMahieu and extend themselves and just, you know, bite the bullet and give him $20 million annual. Probably. I don't think, I don't think either of us expected more than four years with a fifth year option. And we said it over and over again. I think yeah. we all sort of expected four years, 80 with a fifth year option that takes it to like 92 guaranteed. Um, and we didn't just assume that because we were mindlessly speculating. We assumed that because, that's what people were telling us. Um, everybody said the sticking point was the Yankees going five years or not. And then lo and behold, not only do they go five years guaranteed, they go six. I don't know at what point in the stare down between the two parties, things broke this way, but the Yankees at some point flip flop their priorities or the priority was being misreported to us all along that they would rather front load it with high value instead of backload it with, you know, this lower average annual value every year. Six years, $90 million probably takes DJ LeMahieu into retirement. That's probably the end of his yeah. career. He's probably not going to be playing in another uniform. $15 million annual is nothing. It's a $3 million raise on what LeMahieu was getting on his extreme bargain two-year $24 million deal that he signed two off-seasons ago. And all the chatter was about how, you know, the Yankees are never getting DJ at this value ever again. There's hometown discounts, and then there's this you know, two years, 24, and then he, he has back-to-back -back MVP finalist campaigns. Best of luck with all that. But if they want to maintain him and keep the status quo, they're going to need to pay through the nose. No, they're not. $3 million, $3 million additionally annually. That's Alex Wood money. That's nothing. That is almost just a long-term re-up of the bar. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. 
Anyway, go sports. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. And deal. I mean, this is insane to even think about. Um, and this doesn't hamstring them at all. It, the biggest concern anyone could have at this juncture is that this means Glaber Torres is your shortstop of the future. And that's great. Um, but guess what? If he regresses, if he has a 2021 that looks like he's 2020, they can start entertaining trades for someone who is a 40 home run second baseman. They're not stuck with Glaber Torres at shortstop. They're just going to go with Glaber Torres at shortstop this year. Um, there is nothing, nothing to dislike about this deal. Every deal is individual. There is a luxury tax, but there's no salary cap. More money just means fewer yachts for Hal Steinbrenner. And if the Yankees signed DJ to this 15 million annual deal for six years, they did it on purpose. It doesn't mean they forgot about their other commitments. It doesn't mean they're going to get to the Aaron Judge negotiations and go, oh my God, but we signed DJ, but now we can't sign Judge. Oh, we're so stupid. We forgot about other players in the future. No, they know what they're doing. These are all connected, but they're all individual. They, they can make both moves. They can make a hundred additional moves. And they now have about 15 to $20 million to play with this specific offseason to go get pitching and stay under the luxury tax. There is not a bone to be picked with this move. Absolutely not. And I, I do want to apologize because we got a lot of different reports. We had a lot of different reactions and that's just natural. So, you know, we initially thought that the Yankees had a four, uh, four year offer for 84 million on the table and DJ didn't want it. And we heard the report about him wanting five for 125. I guess these things could be somewhat true. We were mad at the Yankees for just not going up $8 million. We were kind of not mad at DJ, but we were like, dude, like, come on, you know, the team's situation right now. Don't try to, you know, go that, that much higher up and make things more complicated. You want to win a world series. You want to be with this team. There's going to have to be a little bit of a sacrifice, a little bit of a meeting in the middle. Um, but it appears all along, but I, I do have to be mad about one thing because it appears all along that he just wanted more years based on what this contract is telling me. And I'm not sure why this, I, I know they wanted him to test and go elsewhere, but I think if free agency starts like the day after the Yankee season ends and it's October 11th and a six year, $90 million contract is among the things that are being floated because he wants security over time and to be with this team. Like, why couldn't this have gotten done a month and a half ago? I re that's the only thing that I guess I could be upset with if we're looking, if we're looking uh, at a little bit of a pessimistic viewpoint here, I don't really want to do that because it's supposed to be a happy pod. Um, but at the same time, you know, that could have give, that could have maybe given the Yankees a little leeway to make a trade or two and absorb, you know, some more money on the books and, and, uh, and get, get ahead of it instead of now, now they're going to be competing for Kluber. Now they're going to be competing for the remaining uh, reliever options on the market. Maybe they could have kept Tommy, uh, Tommy Canely and not let him go to the Dodgers for that yeah. uh, bargain discount. So um, that's the only beef I have with this, because if I'm Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner and I'm looking at a 15 million AAV over the course of six years for DJ LeMahieu, as opposed to 22 million over four, I'm signing off on it. Great, dude. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll worry about the sixth year when nothing matters in 2025. Like who cares? But He's here. It's a great deal. It's going to give the Yankees a little bit more flexibility. Now we're going to be criticizing them every step of the way until they add some pitching. Yeah. It's just, who cares at, you know, 15 million. So let's say you get to his age 38 season 
let's say DJ Lemayu has a bad age 37 season. And before his age 38 season, you go 15 million for this guy who's on his way into retirement. I don't want to pay that. Guess what? They won't. They already sent Jacoby Ellsbury into a black hole at a much younger age. <laughs> there, there are ways out of the final years of a contract that becomes unpalatable. Like I'm, Robinson Cano, you'll never see again. He's a drain on the Mets' finances, and you simply will not see him. He will not play for the team two years from now. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not going to happen. Troublesome deals find their way into a trash bin. But I don't even think we need to preoccupy ourselves with that conversation because there, I don't think LeMahieu's going to age particularly poorly. And in worst-case scenario, you're going to have, like, a fifth infielder adept bench bat at the age of 38. You're going to have, like, Tim Raines' leadership quality guy. Like, there's just no downside. I, I spent so much time trying to justify them passing on him because I was worried day by day, especially yesterday, to be perfectly honest, when Didi Gregorius posted that weird Photoshop yeah. of himself in a Yankee uniform with all the Yankee logos airbrushed out with the thought bubble emoji as the only caption. Like, what is that? And I had friends texting me like, Didi's hinting he's coming back. DJ leaving feels like an inevitability. And I'm sorry, the team is worse with Glaber and Didi than it is with Glaber and DJ, whether you care about the defensive metrics or not. Even if you believe Glaber Torres' defensive metrics last year were real and were his true talent, low-end Glaber Torres' defensive performance, I hate to be this guy. I hate to be the look-at-my-rings guy. But I guess the ceiling, if Glaber's defense really is that terrible, is five rings. Because Derek Jeter's defense, I also heard, was completely unplayable. And the Yankees won five championships during Derek Jeter's tenure with him at short. So, like, it, the teenage meme brigade that's like, yo, Derek Jeter, actually worst defender of all time. Low key, high key, actually. Like, well, they won a lot of championships. So, honestly, who gives a shit? It's like James Harden doesn't play defense either. Okay, scores 36 points a year average you know it's just all these things that actually don't matter when your team is really good and winning a lot so but like i said if torres at short doesn't work if 2021 just doesn't make sense and torres at short looks terrible there are ways to move off glaber torres you're going to find interested parties in glaber torres they've made the commitment to dj lemayhu now and that's what matters uh before we go to break i do just want to say that the the contract figures that he was offered from the competing teams that we were so scared of have begun to leak out uh the dodgers at four years 60 was their highest offer the blue jays at four years 78 that's a legit offer um yeah. that makes me think that the blue jays just that he that what we'd heard was right and he just never wanted to go there because I mean, 90 million is more than 78 million. Six years is more than four years. But the average annual on that Blue Jays deal is so much higher. Um, that's not a joke yeah. offer. That's legitimate. And, and I'm sorry to Bo Bichette, but there was certainly a chance in the past couple of weeks. And at least this past week when the stare down was at its, you know, highest point of bubbling where like Tim Brown is saying he's going to re-engage with other teams. If that's what he got when he re-engaged with the Blue Jays, that's a fucking great deal. Um, so congrats to the Yankees, but they, they escaped here. Yeah, they totally did um and I, I and it's crazy too because if he was that frustrated with the yankees a taking that deal probably wouldn't have been crazy and b like four or 60 million with the dodgers if he was looking at 15 million aav this whole time like it's not great but that you could you know flip the bird to the yankees and go to the defending world series champs so nonetheless happy that this all transpired that the way that we wanted it to and uh sorry toronto uh i guess you're legit in terms of offering and you know getting getting uh down to the nitty gritty and making sure that you're staying competitive but 
Second place, not going to do it. Sorry. I mean, Toronto has to figure out Springer now, though, don't they? Like that, they just they have to. Yeah, they do, and that's going to cost them probably a lot if he's looking for as you know, between the one seventy five, two hundred million. And if they went that high for DJ, I think that kind of indicates that they're probably gonna they're gonna spend a little bit more for Springer to get the deal done and avoid any other you know teams coming back into the negotiation, kind of like what happened with Lemayhew uh, earlier this week. Yeah, Springer's sitting there right now, firing up the texting Tim Brown's number at Yahoo, going, "I'm going to re-engage teams too." Tim, write a column about how I'm re-engaging teams because apparently that was the magic special sauce. Lindsey Adler wrote an awesome column yesterday too, uh, comparing the DJ Yankees stare down to Marina Abramovic's "The Artist Is Present," that weird modern art piece where that where Marina Abramovic just sat in a room. Yeah and stared at people staring at things just just staring at, and like would make people cry in the line for the thing like sometimes a person staring at her would cry and then she would cry and then the whole line would cry the past couple of days felt like the whole line of yankee fans crying looking at Hal Steinbrenner and dj lemay also crying at each other and they've come to a conclusion that i think i hope it satisfies dj it's it's much cheaper than we thought it was going to be but it really does take him through the end of his career if you're just passionate about seeing DJ LeMahieu, Yankees icon, and you want him to get his number retired in Monument Park, then this is the deal for you. This is DJ LeMahieu is going to spend eight years as a Yankee. Uh, let's see how many M- more MVP finalists he can rack up. And maybe he goes to Cooperstown. Maybe he gets 3,000 hits. I don't know. I- I'm talking crazy now because I'm happy. I'm emotionally attached to this person, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the more ramifications of DJ LeMahieu deal. Uh, what does this mean? Who do we sign now? How much money do we have to play around with? What do we got to keep an eye on? A lot of stuff. Now everything's fun now. All the conversations, they're straight up fun. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So DJ LeMahieu at $15 million average annual value. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. That leaves the Yankees with around $20 million to play with before they hit that luxury tax threshold. What we've heard this morning, uh, expect a pitcher in the next 24 to 48 hours. Saw that from our boy Jim Bowden on MLB Network Radio. The perceived values of the pitchers leaked late last night. Corey Kluber probably going to sign this weekend, looking at between six and eight million dollars with incentives. James Paxton looking at twelve. Masahiro Tanaka looking at fifteen. Uh, now Tanaka at fifteen sounds too expensive for me, quite frankly, and too expensive for what we've seen from Tanaka these past few years. It feels like everybody is zeroing in on Kluber. Every Yankees beat writer. The second the DJ news went final, started tweeting about Kluber. Rumor has he's going to sign by this weekend, so you better be listening to this on Friday. Um, Brendan Cuddy, the talk between Corey Kluber and the Yankees has been a one-year deal. I'm told all he wants is a one-year deal. He wants to go out and prove himself. Source tells NJ Advanced Media. All the information makes it seem like Kluber on a one-year deal, a six to $8 million base, uh, more, a few more, four to five more million dollars worth of incentives if he proves himself. There's a big market here. Uh, there were rumors it was just going to be the Mets, Yankees, and Red Sox. A lot of people went to the Kluber Showcase this week, and a lot of people liked what they saw. Um, six to eight million for for a you know high ceiling Cy Young type 
uh, number two starter um, who, you know, if Corey Kluber's your three and he looks like Corey Kluber when Luis Severino comes back, I'm all for it. Even if it doesn't work, even if it fails, I am, I couldn't be more in on a one-year deal. Um, now, do you expect this to be where the Yankees pivot? Because if I'm hearing a pitcher coming in the next 24 to 48 hours and I'm hearing Kluber wants to sign in the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm just connecting the dots. And I feel like this is, this is edging towards the finish line. And this is the risk you take if you're the Yankees, in my opinion. Kluber, we always kind of had a weird idea that they would probably bring him on board in some capacity uh, just because it was the low-risk, high-reward type deal that the Yankees probably want to do this offseason to remain under the tax. Um, So the fact that he's looking okay, the fact that he only wants a one-year deal, the fact that he doesn't want anything more than, I mean, not that I'm sure he would take more than $8 million, but it looks like the range is probably going to be between that six to eight. It's right in the Yankees wheelhouse. And if we're looking at Kluber who wants the one-year bounce back, I don't know if there's a better opportunity than pitching behind Garrett Cole and behind that Yankees offense. His numbers will probably be pretty stellar if he's if he's able to get back on track remember 2017 Cy Young winner 2018 all-star and then 2019 and 2020 weird freaky injuries that nobody really could have avoided if they if they have if you get hit in the arm of the line drive that's just it you know if you if you come back and you have you he only made what six or seven starts in 2019 then he comes back in 2020 after everything is screwed up because of covid doesn't get the proper build-up time had all that time off in 2019 because of the injury then injures his shoulder it was so not really surprising like he's not a he's not getting any younger he's going to be i think 35 this year so that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen if you're not getting the proper training and the proper um, the 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 proper buildup is if you're a starting pitcher coming off injury, especially. I think this is right in the Yankees' wheelhouse. I think it perfectly fits their budget, um, and I think the DJ deal obviously helps. That 15 mil a year gives them a little bit more breathing room. Maybe they bring in Kluber and maybe they bring back Tanaka or Paxton. Who knows? I think I would agree that 15 million is probably too much for Tanaka. Um, once again, if I'm the Yankees and I'm a billionaire, I probably just pay him, but that's probably why I'm a bad businessman and I'm podcasting right now instead of running a company. But I don't, if you're trying to win and you want the continuity, I know that there's probably a chance that they want to give the young guys a shot. I know that you can never really have too much starting pitching depth and maybe easing Clark Schmidt into action with a couple of spot starts could be the answer for 2021. And then you have him go, you know, full hog in 2022. Uh, the crazy thing about all of this though, is that the Yankees and DJ come to the, are coming to the agreement today. And today is the deadline for arbitration figures. So like they waited until the last possible second to figure out all the accounting information Obviously, they're probably going to have it because I don't think that there's going to be a lot of there's not going to be a lot of uh, cases going to the arbiter after the 2020 season, because I think the teams and the Players Association are going to do their best to kind of meet in the middle, given all that's happened. Like, I don't think we're going to overvalue a an insanely good 60 game 2020 season or an insanely bad 60 game 2020 season. I could be wrong. But 
given all the headaches that we've seen over the last nine months, like this is just one that teams and players don't need to take, like meet in the middle. That's the whole part of the arbitration process and just get it done. And you move on. We work through 2021 and then game on 2022 when there's potentially going to be a new CBA or a work stoppage. And then you can go ham there, but let's keep the headaches to a minimum as we're heading into yet another somewhat uncertain 2021 season. Um, but in summation, Kluber, I think is the move. I'm not opposed to it at all. Am I overly optimistic? Uh, no, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. Eight starts at seven and like one eighth of a start over the last two years. Um, I've always been a Kluber fan. He's, he's kind of the prototypical ACE that you want throws hard swiping slider, uh, pitches in big games. So um, great insurance to have behind Garrett Cole. I think also a great influence on the young guys. So if this happens, it feels like it's going to happen because why else would they be linking a starting pitcher to the Yankees when Kluber just threw for teams and there's all this speculation that he's going to sign very, very soon. And then the DJ deal happens to occur, you know, two hours ago. So I think the dots are connected appropriately. I don't think we're really it's no reach here. And I think it's a good fit. Kluber threw the single most dominant and fun start I've ever attended in my life. Um, it was in Cleveland in like 2014. It's in the bleachers. It's like a 92 pitch complete game. It was done in like two hours, 10 minutes. And from that moment forward, I was like, I, I would do anything for this man. This is the most dominant force I've seen on a pitcher's mound. It's one thing to do with Garrett Cole's hundred mile an hour fastball. It's another thing to be able to do it with Corey Kluber's just 92 on the corners. It, watching him is crazy. I hope he bounces back wherever he goes. And, and I hope it is here at this point. Um, all the conspiracy theory, Adam, all the dots just falling into place on Friday morning. It was, it was boom, boom, boom. It was DJ agreed to a deal with the Yankees. We don't know the figures yet. Corey Kluber is going to sign by the weekend. We don't know the figures yet, but we think they're between six and $8 million. Then the Mets are suddenly finalizing a deal with Brad hand. And they were one of the final Kluber suitors too. Then the Mets retract that information, tell Buster Olney we're not finalizing a deal with Brad Hand, which smells to me like Kluber's people called the Mets and said, we can't be doing this all in the last, we, we need a little leverage here. We can't be releasing all this information in 40 minutes. If you guys could just back off Brad Hand for a goddamn second to make people think that you're going to sign Corey Kluber, that'd be great. Um, so then they did that. To me, and now as soon as the DJ thing is over, you see Kluber smoke all around the Yankees. To me, it's between the Yankees and the Red Sox not the Mets would not shock me if the Red Sox signed Kluber would not shock me either. If the Red Sox announced after someone else signed Kluber that they were kind of close to signing Kluber. It's one of those two. They're, they're going to be, connected. Oh man. Oh, dang. Um, we, the, the Dodgers for your $60 million deal, uh, uh, the equivalent, which by the way is, is the average annual value that DJ ended up signing for. So yeah, primity. Um, here's what I see. I, I mean, you've seen a lot of Bob Nightingale stuff saying and yeah. Bob Nightingale take it with a grain of salt that, the Yankees are now looking for a starter and a reliever. I would say watch the space for Kluber. It's going to happen by Monday, whether we do it or not. Shane Green, Trevor Rosenthal, these are relievers who are hanging out in the 3 to $4 million range. Shane Green, familiar name, was a Braves closer briefly. You know, Tigers all-star, reinvigorated himself after leaving the Yankees. That's a good fit. Um, and then watch the Pirates. I, I do think that now is the time for that Pirates trade that we've all been, you know, grousing about for weeks. There's so many names for a roster that isn't good. There are so many available names that are valuable to a team like the Yankees looking to fill out their roster. Joe Musgrove is the obvious 
you know, kingpin that's probably going to take a real top prospect to get him in place. But Joe Musgrove is a great fit. Jamison Tyon is a great fit. Even a depth piece like Steven Brault doesn't interest me that much. But, you know, if you're looking for a lefty to be in the five spot of the rotation instead of Clark Schmidt, uh, I wouldn't be interested in that. But Tyon and Musgrove interest me a lot. Um, Adam Frazier and Colin Moran, lefty bats, which the Yankees, their final need is lefty bench bat. Um, You know, Moran's a great fit there. Um, So I would say Kluber, a reliever, you know, one of those three million annual guys and then a lefty bench bat and a Pirates deal are sort of the next dominoes to fall. Um, and then Brad hand to the Mets probably by EO weekend too. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not me. If I'm the Yankees, I'm not making a trade unless it's a blockbuster. I'm not making a trade unless it's Kyle Hendricks or Luis Castillo or anybody else who would profile as a surefire number two. I don't care about any other other guys adding depth to the rotation. If we're looking at our rotation and we do add a guy like Kluber and maybe somebody else, look, the free agent market is still pretty solid. Like, I would take Jake Odorizzi. I would take Jose Quintana. I would take Adam Wainwright. I would take John Lester. I would take Cole Hamels. Like those are guys that I would take and put as the fourth or fifth starter. And I think that gives you very good depth. The problem is, is you need the idea. I would take Martin Perez and put him in the back too. There's plenty of other, there's, there's other guys, maybe, uh, maybe Rich Hill. Maybe Jake Arietta, if you're feeling up to it. I think those Jeff Samarja, I don't know that I, I am I sold on fully sold on any of them. No, but they're worth exploring to uh, fill out the back end of the rotation where the, some of the most important starts come. That's where you need the veteran guys who know how to get the job done instead of throwing out a prospect out there to try and figure it out. And The Yankees, technically, you could look at them and you say they do have some start, like talented pitchers. We just don't know exactly what to expect out of any of them. Jordan Montgomery, I think, is good, but uh, he had he had the uh, Tommy John surgery. He came back. He looks solid. We just don't know what to expect because we have such a small sample size with him. Same thing with Domingo Herman. He's been away from baseball for a while. Don't really know what's going on. Davey Garcia gave us a nice cup of coffee. I enjoyed it. But that's not a sign of things to come. And Clark Schmidt, they kind of dicked around with him. They put him in that re- a couple of those relief spots that weren't really good. So these aren't guys who are going to come in and give you 20. These, Sorry. These are guys who can certainly potentially come in and give you 20-plus starts and be good. But to bank on that going into the season is just is wrong. And if you have guys like Davey Garcia and Clark Schmidt who clearly still do need some refining, you bring in another veteran for – a year you bring in a uh just theoretically just spitball and you bring in a Cole Hamels or a John Lester for a year put him as the number five starter help them groom these guys get them going throw in a couple of spot starts inevitably there's going to be an injury there's going to be someone who needs rest there's it's just the the way it's going to be so or you know you bring Tanaka back and then the continuity is there and then you have more of a solidified uh situation with the rotation for the next couple of years and then you could figure out where to slide on the other guys. And remember, everyone, you don't only need five starters. You need seven. We know how. We know what happens. Elbow injuries happen. Comebackers happen. When the playoffs come, you're going to need a lot more depth. How many, time, how many times do we have to learn that over the last four years? We need people who can give us length. So it doesn't matter if Clark Schmidt is the number five guy to start the year or if Davey Garcia is you know, the number three guy to start the year. As long as they're there, and they're getting reps and we're preparing for the long haul to make sure that 
whoever is in this rotation is going to be contribute, going to be able to contribute when the when the high pressure moments are starting to come by as we reach down the stretch and we hit October. That's all that matters because if we're signing one of these guys to a one year deal, that's not defining the Yankees starting rotation for years to come. That's just giving them options to to build up this roster for the next year or two to ensure that it's a world series contender. That's it. I'm all in on a one-year mentorship deal. It is crazy how many one-year type guys are still available to fill out the back of a rotation for all the concern trolling Yankee fans have done about how it's nothing but unproven names currently hanging out at the back end. They could sign two Hall of Famers for like 10 total million dollars if they yeah. wanted to. They could they could sign Kluber and John Lester. They could sign Wainwright and Lester. Like they're they could they could sign legit 250 win type Hall of Fame names if they wanted to who are basically flyers at this point. Um, I mean, that's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm through the roof. Um, I'll allow a final commentary. Uh, anything you'd like to add. My final comment is just, I want to read out the two most recent Jared Carabas tweets to mention the name DJ LeMahieu. Uh, This is January 10th, Jared Carabas. You absolutely hate to see stuff like this happen during free agency. DJ LeMahieu has absolutely had it with the poverty franchise, New York Yankees. Wow. And then 42 minutes ago, I actually feel bad for the Yankee fans doing cartwheels in my mentions this morning. You'll have DJ LeMahieu, Garrett Cole, and Giancarlo Stanton signed through their age 37 season, making $100 million when they're in wheelchairs. Congrats, I guess. Yeah, congrats. Suck on it. Congrats to us. There's no salary cap. We can pay anyone to do anything, and we will continue to do that. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Subscribe. Give us a mailback question in your review. We are happier than ever to hear from you these days because things are looking brighter. Um, Thomas, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's classic Boston fan from Carabas there. It's you, you shit on somebody when the situation's going bad and then it finally turns good and you pick out like the one obvious dumb thing that's there to to try and piss people off. But eh, only the Red Sox were out of declining sixth year because that's how they looked at Mookie Betts and then they traded him and then that's apparently their new MO. So good luck to the Red Sox. Probably looking at 75 wins. Enjoy. Uh, don't really know what else to say to you. For everybody else celebrating Pizza Friday on this beautiful DJ LeMahieu re-signing day, uh, do something creative. Maybe uh, use the mozzarella, do a number 26 in the middle of the pie. If you're artistic and you can get DJ's face, maybe some of his dimples in there, that would be great. Uh, I think there's plenty of ways to creatively go about this. And like I said, you know, as for the DJ LeMahieu uh, Friday, the uh, Pizza Friday discount, I'm sure some of your local pizzerias have to be doing it if they're Yankee fans. But uh, anyway, until then, if you're mad about this DJ deal, this 15 million AAV over the next uh, six years, you can find me at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. I'd love to talk to you. Um, I'd love to teach you some things, maybe bless you. Uh, but until then, have a good weekend because we're riding high into the weekend now. Nothing can really stop us and look out for a Kluber deal. And hopefully we're having another happy Monday podcast, folks. What a weekend. We should have more news for you on Monday. I'm going to get my Andrew Benintendi Marlins jersey and we will see you. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So tell me what happened. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, Brushette for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.